the Living Strong Podcast. What's up, everybody? My name is Kim Sellers. We welcome you to another edition of what we call the Living Strong Podcast. It's, of course, an opportunity who have been living with multiple sclerosis to simply discuss some of the issues that affect us on a day-to-day basis, and not only just us, but our family members who love us the most. So that's what we try to do. Again, for those of you who may remember, I was diagnosed over 30 years ago. Been living with MS, of course, after for almost 30 years. It changed my life somewhat, and we just want to encourage those who also may be living, not just with MS, but maybe another autoimmune disease that may be limiting your recreation or things that you do, but we want you to know that you are not in this fight alone. So when we talk about MS, the word caregiving comes right hand in hand. Some folks are in need of help. Maybe it's just yard housework, simple thing that maybe is day-to-day living situation. So, and with all that being said, We know that finding the right caregiver is so important. We've talked quite a bit about what we as patients, clients, or as survivors, what we are looking for in a caregiver, someone that has a huge heart, someone that loves what they do, someone that is safe from harm, Someone that is willing to make sure that you are doing every step you can or everything you can to take steps in the right direction. That survivors. That's what survivors are looking for. But let me be very honest. Let me be very empathetic. What about the caregiver herself? What your mind? What are they thinking and what is the state of caregiving today. So joining us today is a young lady by the name of Jellikita Hawkins, who has been a caregiver for over 20 years. Kita, am I right? Yes, ma'am. Over 20 years and been going strong. And I think the thing that always touched my heart, you said to me, Kita, you said, you know what? This is what I do. I love what I do. I love taking care of people. And I am unapologetic for it. Talk to us, Keto. What more about being a caregiver? Well, first of all, I will tell anybody that when you take on being a caregiver, you should have the heart to match the job. 
the mindset. I'll tell anybody, this is what I love to do. And that's how I, I view it. I always, if I'm taking care of any kind of client or if I'm doing anything in that area, I make sure I give my undivided attention. I make sure I attend to all the needs because that's very important to a person that lost their ability to either walk or, you know, go to the store or, you know, just doing everyday tasks. So to try to, you know, make the the load kind of like, that's where a caregiver should come in and be able to, you know, help out in that aspect. With you working in uh, caregiving uh, such a long what has changed? What were things like back in the day? And what do you see that has changed now? Well, what I've seen when I first started out, it was passion, um, caring, um, um, people showing up for their shifts, um, teamwork, people working together to, you know, keep, you know, a person in their home if they want to stay, um, being reliable, um, being flexible if you have to. Um, and now it's like it's been changed because so many people get into this field and they think they're going to make a lot of money. And um, I think that's a lot of, a lot of people, you know, think that, you know, they get into the field, they, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. But, you know, the pay is not that great. But I look at it, I never really looked at the pay. I looked at the reward of just helping someone else out. That's just, that's just me. But other people get into it and they think they're gonna, you know, make all this money and um, and then when they get into it, it's not what they really want. And some of them get angry, mad. Um, you know, you have people, you know, not being truthful. You have people stealing from folks. Uh, and you deal with sometimes elderly abuse. Um, so you get into those types of things and I have seen, seen it all. And, and that talk to me about roles and responsibilities I talk with so many caregivers and they'll say oh that's not my job I don't do that you know oh, no 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 that's that's too much and one you know I had a young lady who was um the MS patient and she had a caregiver take her to a family dinner which didn't last very long the caregiver didn't have to pay a dime. Great. And then the caregiver, when she got back home, she was upset, very angry, that she had to um, escort this uh, client to an event. I just thought that was way out of line. What are the rules? What 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 should someone that's a caregiver, what, what is their, their role? There's two types of caregivers. It's, it's one that do, you know, private duty. And then you have the ones that come through agencies. Now, the agencies have guidelines that sets up that every agency is different. You know what I mean? Right. But their guidelines need to change some. Too. And the reason why I say that is, you know, you walk into a, a client's home, um, 
and they might be living with um, two or three other people. But you're only responsible of cleaning your client's dishes. I always had a problem with that because if I walk in, if I see the dishes need to be done, I'm going to do all the dishes because I can't tell which which one's my my family, I mean, uh, which one my client used or right. her right. family member. So I would do that. When it goes to um, like cooking and cleaning, uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh no, well, I'm not doing this, doing that, but that is part of your job. You're there to solely take care of your client. So if their clothes need to be washed, it shouldn't be a fight about who gonna wash them or, or who this, who that. You know, you just do them. And a lot of people get caught up because they take some stuff out of contact that the agency will put out and then they'll turn around on its own and then the client be left like, what should I do? Well, if I, if I was in that situation, this is what I would do. I would contact the agency and ask them to send me a memo of everything, like what is their responsibility? What are they, they can or cannot do? Because if a person is, you know, like you, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna use you for an example. You, you know, you can sellers, but you also have an organization that you run. So you a busy person. So you have galas, you have, you know, seminars um, for people to be aware of what's going on and you need help to get there, get up, get dressed, you know, whatever else you need. Absolutely. And that person should be able to be able to do that for you and do it without you saying, oh, I don't do that. That's not what I'm supposed to do. Um, that's not why I'm here. You know? And I really think that in this aspect, they need to come up with some solutions and need to come back to um, the drawing board on some things. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of talk now about really how to regulate, how to change, how to make sure that people are not getting or getting the care that they no doubt deserve. Talk to me, Keith, about maybe one of the worst situations that you've seen or come in contact with as um, from a point. Well, actually, um, I, had get, I had gotten rid of one of our caregivers. I was working with a, a young lady that was um, nonverbal, so she couldn't tell us if she was in pain. She couldn't tell us what was going on. And she had behaviors, you know. One of the uh, workers decided to proceed to get mad and tell her to bang her head and all kinds of stuff. Actually, we got her brung up on charges. I know she probably won't be able to work in this field again. If you get frustrated, take a walk. Take a breather. Wow. Um, you know, but to engage in a behavior where she could have seriously hurt herself, seriously um, end up in the hospital, or even she could even die. Right, right. At that point, um, when it was brought to my attention, um, I was so glad that the other caregiver was there when when the situation went down, because we would have never known. But I noticed she had marks and bruises and 
thing. So, yeah, so I, I had to do an MUI. We called the police, made a report, called her case manager. And, um, of course, we, we, we had to notify the family. Tell me a story about a um, situation that you maybe enjoyed a lot, that you um, felt very proud of, something that made your heart feel very warm. You know, when, um, when, when, when I first met you, um, you was going through, you know, a lot of uh, caregivers. They were in and out, you know. And when I first met you, I mean, you was just straight up front about your limitations. You didn't hold nothing back. You, you know, you sort of just say, hey, this is what I got going on. Um, you know, do you want to be a part of this? And of course, you know, I said yes. <laughs> and, um, but I just thought that, you know, um, being, you know, coming to, you know, actually, um, building a relationship with you um, and, and getting to know you, um, it warms my heart because no matter what it is, you still want to get up and you still want to tackle the world. <laughs> and, and you, and, and, and I looked at that and it just, it warmed my heart like, dang, like she's really, you know, she's up and some days you might not even feel good, but you up and like, hey, I got this to do. And I like the part about you didn't want to sit in no house and watch TV Absolutely, all day. You, you know you're me. not that type of person. So, and our chemistry works so well because I'm that type of person. I like to get out and about and see different things. So, in uh, your energy, it's just so superb. And that's what just draws, uh, just made my heart. Just, I'm, I was glad to be, you know, a part of your team and to be able to help you. Well, we're no doubt ecstatic to have you on the team, Kita. Tell me about what would you like to see change? Um, some of the changes I seen like in, in this field. Yes. Um, it's just the people don't care no more. Um, it's like, you know, everybody want a paycheck, but they don't want to come to work. I'm not going to say everybody, but majority of people when they get into a, a field like this field, and in some cases, ain't gonna be always easy. You know, people looking for, you know, an easy case, this, that, another. Um, and I've seen now that a lot of people would rather go work for Amazon or McDonald's than to take care of someone because, you know, they the main concern is to pay. You know, and if you, you know, the workers getting paid more money. Um, working at a fast food and them, you know, helping somebody that actually needs to be helped. Um, that's becoming a trend and a problem. And I think they need to cause for change. Well, let me say, there will be some change. It has to change. If it has to start with me, I know. I've talked with so many people who are unhappy the way things are going, but I believe that always you have to kind of go back to the drawing board reinvent, recreate, you know, and hoping that that will change. I was just looking at some statistics where it just showed in the month of March, millions of people just quit their jobs. So I know that 
there's a major shortage in caregivers, you know, right now. So it's scary because many of us are living much longer now. You know, back yes, in the day, yes, you got yes. to your 60s or 70s, kind of start shutting it down. But folks are still looking good in their 70s, you know. So they absolutely, <laughs> so people are having to, you know, refer to caregiving a lot more. But we'll keep you all posted as things hopefully will change. We'll get a chance to maybe next week talk with the attorney that was responsible for Esther's Law. Getting that into place along with Esther's amazing family. So we'll talk about that. If you're not familiar with Esther's Law, it's about cameras being placed in the home or the nursing home facilities where your loved one may be so that you can always stay up to date with what's going on with your family member. Jelakita, we thank you so much for joining us. Then for sure, we invite you to go to our website, kimsellersfoundation.org. We try to keep you up to date with any new information that's coming out. As far as our podcast, the word wherever you choose to get your podcast from that's where we are be sure to like comment share so that others will know about all right my name is kim sellers this has been another edition of the living strong podcast until next time mm-hmm.